This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello. all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Welcome to the Sports Wrap Up. It is week three. Uh, very excited to be back here after perhaps one of the people on Twitter are wondering if it is the most exciting uh, sports weekend or NFL weekend uh, in history. Uh, that's what my Twitter is buzzing about. Uh, so very fun NFL divisional round weekend. Um, we're going to have some guests talk about the NBA as well as some quick hits around the rest of the world in sports. But of course, I am not alone. I am joined by two spectacular guests. First with me is Brian Cohen. Brian, how are you doing? I am doing great. I'm so excited to be here. What a time to be here. Very excited yeah. to talk about the world of the uh, NFL division around and everything else. So this, um, I've been waiting for this all day. Um, Brian, last night, uh, Sam Moore messaged me after the game. And so I don't know who you got on the podcast, but they are incredibly lucky. Yeah. <laughs> it's Brian. He said, oh, he's been on Twitter. So you're good. <laughs> yeah. I felt that way Saturday night. And then we had all, all of uh, Sunday's games, too. So this, this is perfect. But we're not alone. We are joined by the wonderful Zach Muhammad. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm, I'm a casual NFL fan, but even I was super excited by this weekend's game. That game's that Bills Chiefs game was just probably the best game of football I've ever seen. So I'm super excited to talk about it with you guys and provide a little NBA update along the way as well. So. Yeah. Did, did each game get more exciting this weekend? I think like if you like track the four games, I think they potentially increase in excitement every time, like starting off with a very exciting game. So uh, there's lots to talk about with the NFL. We will talk about the NBA and lots more as we get into it. But the first thing I like to do is ask our guests, uh, what's your sports background? Who are your teams? Who do you root for? Uh, That sort of thing. So, Brian, why don't you start us off? Sure. So I am a New York born and bred, so Mm -hmm. I make the correct decisions in life. So I root for the Yankees and Giants Uh Um, Uh and and then unfortunately the Knicks. So not Mm -hmm. much happening there. Um, But uh, I mean, I play baseball in my life. So baseball for me has always been my number one sport. I consider the Yankees my religion. Um, so that's uh, where I fall. So definitely a diehard Yankee fan, diehard Giants fan. Um, and then, you know, when the Knicks are sort of good, I, I, you know, I, I would like to be more of a diehard Knicks fan, but they make it very challenging because I don't want to get into an early grave. So 
other than that, Yankees and Giants. This is great. We can, um, you know, we'll clash when the Yankees play the the Blue Jays, but then when they well, either of us are playing the Red Sox, I actually am like, yeah, it's fine. The Yankees can win. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's uh, fine. No, it's actually the Canadian presence in art. There's a big Toronto Blue Jay presence that I have to battle it out with, and the Blue Jays have been pretty good lately. So they have been pretty, uh, it's, it's, it pretty contentious. Bright future it looks like for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, Zach, what about you? Yeah, I grew up playing basketball my whole life. I was always bad at every other sport, but basketball was the only sport I was average at. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was a kid, I saw Ben Wallace on TV and he had the cleanest afro and that just hooked me (laughs) in basketball. I was like, wow, I want an afro like that. So then I got really into NBA, started following the Pistons. Once they fell off, I went back to the Grizzlies, even though they left Vancouver. So I was a Memphis Grizzlies fan for a while. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, more or less. Basketball is my main sport, but I've dabbled in every other sport. When I was a kid, I used to love the Red Sox, actually. Oh, Manny no. Ramirez and David Ortiz. What a clash three, I put four. together. What a, what a great <laughs> Yankees, the Red Sox. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I used to love those guys back in the day. But yeah, I used to watch every sport. I remember when I was a kid, I used to wake up and uh, instead of watching Saturday morning cartoons, I'd watch English Premier League in the mornings, oh, actually. That is one of my favorite activities. Uh, I, I chat with the great Antonio Mazzaro a lot because we are both Liverpool fans. Um, but yeah, I love I, the the timing of uh, English soccer, just being on the mornings on a weekend is one of my favorite activities. I just wake up, I have my coffee and I watch some soccer. It's really delightful. Uh, do you have an NFL team, Zach? Oh, uh, no. You don't have Se- to have one. I'm going to tell you, you don't actually have to have a, a team. But if you have one, that's great. Nah, the Seahawks, when they're good. I have a couple of NFL players I really like. Like Jamar Chase is really cool. I just love everything he does. But yeah, I don't really have a team. I just have certain players I really like. When I was a kid, my favorite NFL player was Ed Reed, actually. So the Ravens <laughs> back in the day okay. were my favorite team. That's true. I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm still a Blue Jays fan, but the more I play, I feel like fantasy baseball or anything like that. I feel like the more I like then just fall in love with players. Um, there's also a thing where like when your, your guy leaves, uh, your team, um, or girl, you know, if they leave that you tend to like, you know, that's how I became a bit of a Phillies fan at one point in my life, but bar- embarrassingly so, but the great Roy Abbey, <laughs> uh, went to go play in Philadelphia. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I was like, I could like the Phillies now. I think, uh, I don't anymore, but that's okay. Uh, let's get into the NFL. Uh, Brian, was it the greatest weekend uh, in football in the NFL, the history of the NFL? What did Twitter say? I think it had to be. I think the consensus was yes. And I think this is always the weekend I look forward to the most because, you know, you get the final four teams in each conference. So you're between the four games, you're usually bound to have at least two that are like pretty top, top notch. And you sometimes with the conference championships, you know, one is a dud Super Bowl. We've had some good and bad games. So that doesn't always live up to the hype. But with this round, you get two games each day. Yeah. Get the best four te- the best four teams in each conference. So you usually get some great games. And here, I mean, like you said at the top, like each game got better. Like the first game is, oh, this is great. Second game, oh, this is great. Third game, yeah. oh my God, this is great. Fourth game, this is the greatest game of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I wish there was another game. What, what else yeah. can we do? Um, Let's keep going. It, it was incredible. I have to give a big shout out to AJ Mass, who was on in week one. And he said, uh, gosh, I really hate this. Like the extra teams, the games next week, they're all going to be blowouts. And then I, I don't know what he said. He's like, and then the weekend after, uh, it'll be good. <laughs> just like exactly what happened like last week like the biggest story was the cowboys not being good unfortunately mm-hmm. uh like the bills had a perfect game but there were so many like basically blowouts and then this week was so fun every game uh the first three games every every game came down to the last play of the game um which we'll get we'll get into but uh zach you said you're an nfl casual fan but you you saw some of the action this weekend 
Yes, yes, I did. I missed the Packers 49ers, but I watched like bits and pieces of every other game. I caught the second half of the Rams Bucks and then I watched the Bills Chiefs game in its entirety. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was the best one. Uh, yeah, it was so fun. Twitter was so fun. Uh, it was great. Um, I mean, we could start with the Bengals and the Titans. I will, you know, I said, I'm, uh, my brother is a Titans fan. Um, I sort of, you know, have backseat rooting interest in the Titans. I was very much hoping for a Titans win, but I kind of said, I can just see the Bengals coming and winning. And the Bengals do just that. Joe Burrow pulls out a win. Uh, I guess I'm giving a lot of credit to the quarterbacks, but it's actually kickers in these games. So I should be giving credit to. Yeah. Uh, what's was the daddy Mac or whatever. Every McPherson's name is uh, yeah. flying around. I mean, the great, what is the, his quote after the game where uh, he was doing the warm, the doing the warm ups before the game winning pick. And then Burrow goes, Oh yeah. Well, you know, he, Said, I guess we're going to the uh, AFC Championship game. We even before warm-ups, put that on a T-shirt and see in Cincinnati forever. Um, yeah, I mean he was great. Burrow was great, like you said. Uh, Zach Jamar Chase is super fun to watch. Bengals are just a super likable team. I mean, like everyone, everyone around them. Like, you, like how do you not root for Joe Burrow? The whole team, you know, the great story. They haven't won forever. Of course, all the memes about the fact that they their their win last week. First time you could send a text message about a Cincinnati Bengals mm-hmm. win because mm-hmm. they had it once text messaging was invented. So I mean, how I mean, how can you not root for them? And I, I mean, honestly. I, I like the Titans too. I've always been a big uh, Mike Rabel fan. I thought I think he's a great coach. I always uh, kind of saw a soft spot for Ryan Tannehill too. I kind of think he sometimes gets a bad rap, um, but it was two very likable teams. So I was honestly fine with whoever came out, and then it was just a very exciting game all the way through. It was very exciting. I I do wonder whether Tannehill is remains in uh, uh, Tennessee uh, next season. Um, yeah, I just think the that end of the game. You know. It, it, was a pretty, it was 1916. It feels like you got to do a little bit more than that, but I, yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I think, um, again, I was rooting for the Titans, but I'm, I'm still pretty happy that like, we'll see the Bengals play, um, next weekend. It should be fun. Um, they play the chiefs next weekend. Yeah. The uh, Titans defense balled out. I mean, they got like what, seven, eight sacks on Joe Burrow or something. Ha- so you can't, it was unbelievable. This is my problem with it. I don't know. And, you know, with the Titans, I don't know how you lose a game in which you make the most sacks. Is it, it was a rec? I can't remember what the record they broke, but is it? Team yeah, I, think it was, I think it was the most sacks for a losing playoff game. I think, I think That's they had 10. Brutal. Was it 10? I think even they had that high. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I've liked Dan Hill, but I mean, this game, I mean, I don't know how you Titans roll it back with him. I mean, what his first, I think it was his first pass of the game was a pick. First pass of the second half was a pick, and his last pass of the game was a pick. Like it's really hard to come back from that, uh, especially when you know you watch, you watch the other teams in the conference with uh, Josh Allen and uh, Mahomes doing their thing, and Titans are like, "We got this guy here." Um, makes I mean, really I don't know who else they who else they go get, but um, yeah, they allowed nine. Uh, they uh, they had nine sacks. Nine, um, yeah, yeah. Gosh, uh, brutal. Um, very, uh, yeah. Their third down efficiency, one for eight. It just like was. You know, not great. Their defense kept them in it, but um, yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Babel, I'm a big Mike Babel fan. I think he wins, potentially wins coach of the year um, this year. If you look at the amount of injuries that that Titans team mm-hmm. uh, had to deal with, uh, I thought Derrick Henry looked really uh, good uh, in the game, uh, which nice to see um, after him being injured for a lot of the season. Um, so that was great, but yeah, um, brutal. Uh, and yeah, and it comes down to the last kick. I saw a great tweet. Uh, I think it said that Tyler, ba- they, uh, people were congratulating Tyler Bass on he was going to get a field goal winning kick before the Chiefs Bills game started. Uh, every right. game uh, this weekend, other than that last one, came down to an opposing kicker uh, winning, um, getting it through the field goal. But um, yeah, so uh, I mean, yeah, the Bengals head to the Chiefs next week. I, I don't 
love their odds. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they only scored 19 points. Uh, the Chiefs have scored uh, a lot more than that, 42 uh, this week and what, uh, 42 last week. So, uh, gosh, but uh, we'll see. Um, next up, we it's had... Take, yeah, yeah, it's going to take one hell of an effort next week from, from Burrow. But I don't know, like the Bengals... You know, they did beat the Chiefs a couple of weeks, like like a month ago, like week, I think mm-hmm. it was week 16. They beat the Chiefs and the Chiefs were playing hard that day. They needed that win to try to get up the one seed and that kind of cost them the, the spot there. So it wasn't like they were arresting anyone. So, gosh, I uh, should not, I'm, I don't want to count out the bank. Yeah. Like if last week our, our podcast predictions probably look very, very foolish uh, because I feel like uh, at least the first three games, I think, are all mm-hmm. upsets. The last one, it was like, I feel like there was a lot of people thinking the Bills could beat the Chiefs. Um, and so the Chiefs win. I don't think that's an upset. But I think there's a lot of people who definitely thought the Bills could win. So, yeah, um, yeah if the Bengals could pull out, I, I would love I, I would love the Bengals to be the Chiefs next weekend. Yeah, I mean, the, the Chiefs now are kind of like what the Warriors used to be at first when they came on. Everyone loved them. Oh, Mahomes and Curry, like they, 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 they had the same swagger. And now once you start winning a lot, everyone wants to see the new kid in the block pulled out. Yeah, and Burrow's uh, a new yeah, kid. So it's like, all right, we're done with the Chiefs. Let's uh, let's get the Bengals in here. That's right. Uh, so then the 49ers play the Packers, which for me is the biggest upset of the weekend. Um, the, the likely uh, MVP, I think, Aaron Rodgers, um, loses to Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> like for me, now that again, it's like, uh, you know, it comes down to a field goal. Uh, it's a very low scoring game, 13 to 10, but that's, that's the way it goes. Aaron Rodgers is out of the playoffs. There's a tweet, I think, going around. This is in many years the first time that neither Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers are going to make it into the, um, into the conference championships. But. Yeah, and it's kind of a, it's more of a Brady stat. I mean, Brady's almost more of, been it's, it. It's <laughs> like, like, they kind of just like lump <laughs> like what I guess Rogers made it like one year probably that Brady like did. It's like, oh, let's just lump like, Rogers who, there. Yeah, who, <laughs> yeah. Can I like I'm pretty sure Brady's been in the conference championship like, I don't know, 10 of 11 years probably. So yes. the fact they just kind of slide that in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Jenny, I, I kind of wanted it to be more embarrassing for Aaron Rodgers. I think the special teams really lets him down. Mm-hmm. A big play of the game is when they block that field goal, the 49ers and return it for a touchdown to tie the game. Um, but um, gosh, I mean, it's not like Aaron Rodgers looks great and then he lost his special teams lost mm-hmm. it for him. He, he scored 10 points. Yeah, I mean, they drive down the first drive of the game they, like it's nothing, score a touchdown. You think, okay, this game is going to be a wrap. I mean, Packers should demolish here. They get a couple quick stops on defense, and then the Packers, like, Rodgers does nothing the rest of the game. It's it, it's wild. And, I mean, he's been very disappointing in the playoffs. Like, luckily for him, he got his Super Bowl pretty early on because if he didn't pull that off, like, he would be in that conversation of, like, the biggest choke artist, like, in you know, in that Dan Marino conversation of all, of all these other guys that have just never pulled one out. He just happened to get his, like, year three or four whenever he got it. But because uh, since then, it's been playoff, heartbreak, playoff, heartbreak, playoff, heartbreak. So good for him that he got it in there. When did he win yeah. his ring? I think it was 2010. I think it was 2010. 2010. Wow. We'll pull up the stats here. Uh, I got to say, I'm pretty happy that Debo Samuel gets to continue playing in the playoffs. Uh, it's super fun. Um, I need to stop like questioning whether Jimmy is like the guy for the 49ers. Again, he scored 13 points. I don't think, is this a, he didn't throw a touchdown? Uh, he did not. And he, threw an yeah, he, just did, he just did enough to not lose, which is really what they're really all they're looking for. Yeah, that's, yeah. Stand there and look pretty. That's what Jimmy G can do. I, I really, well, I mean, 
I'm playing the Rams next week. I, I do feel like, again, I think the Rams beat the 49ers, but I would be very happy. I mean, a 49ers Bengals uh, Super Bowl is mm-hmm. not what I think most people would have predicted. No. Uh, going The into. aesthetics of the game, though, were incredible. The snowy Lambeau field mm-hmm. with the 49ers and Packers logo. Like, I know it's probably more of a 32 fans thing, but that's probably one of the more iconic, beautiful logo matchups you can have in almost all sports, not even just the NFL. Oh yeah. no, that's okay. We'll we'll take it. I, I love okay. aesthetics uh, sports. We've I you know we were, uh, I was watching this game and uh, on the post show recaps patron Discord. Um, I was watching the Rams uh, game and uh, there were so many people were like, "Gosh, they just have really nice helmets, huh?" The Rams. Yeah. The only uniform I like more is the Chargers powder blue. Like that's my favorite uniform in all of sports. But other than that, like the the contrast of the the green and like the the red of the Niners, it's it's just beautiful. Well, Hold on, let's get into it. That's your favorite uh, uniform in all of sports? Yeah, I think the power, I still have my Tomlinson Patters Blue Chargers jersey I whip out every once in a while. Um, that's my favorite. It's, it's just beautiful. Gosh, it's, it's not, color. Even, not even pinstriped. Yeah. I know, I know. Well, <laughs> Yankees, you know, it's the Yankee uniform is like a nice suit. It's like a nice tux. It's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like business professional. Uh, if you want to look a little more flashy, you put on the Powder Blue Chargers jersey. Uh, what's your favorite uniform in sports, Hank? I'm be a homer and bias here, but the OG Vancouver Grizzlies uniform is just sick. Pretty like good. the turquoise with the grizzly and stuff. I still be, see people rocking merch like that to this day, even people who aren't from Vancouver. So I think those jerseys are super nice. Probably definitely my favorite NBA jersey, if not my favorite jersey in all the sports. Uh, my favorite I, logo is the throwback of the Brewers logo. I have a hat of those. I wear it all oh, the time. And people are like it, the, the glove with the, 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 M and the ball, it, but it looks so like good. an M and a B. It's it so is good. so beautiful. It's so well done. I just love it. Gosh, Brian, we should. We. <laughs> I feel like I've like had that. Like just like telling my friends like. Yeah. This is a beautiful logo. And like, it's just. I don't it's care. like my favorite. It's like my favorite. Not even in sports. Like my favorite logo. Just like on earth of any like company or whatever it just it's just so well done with the glove and the m and the b the color scheme it's just it, it's just fantastic it, is it makes really me kind of a brewers fan i like when the Yankees are out i root for the brewers just for the logo that yeah I, i'm with you i mean now that they have they don't even need, they i think they use it sometimes as like a secondary or like a tertiary logo yeah. they have that stupid we m <laughs> yeah it looks it horrible i don't know why they did it just go back just just bring it bring back the old one uh, yeah, there's so many, uh, there's, we could get into that one week, but like logos that need to return. Um, gosh, I gotta say, I real, I, I mean, uh, I, I quite like, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, for your talk hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, how, you know, I can't not say the Yankees uniforms are, are perhaps, uh, very good, if not the best of uh, the Cubs as well. I mean, I, I really like pinstripes apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. That's probably where I'd go. Um, yeah. So the, the, but the 49ers, uh, yeah, pull out a, a, a win over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's out. He's gone. He's out of the playoffs. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. Might be out of Green Bay too, potentially. A lot of you think uh, that's it? him being done. There was a thing today that was like, or I think yesterday going around, like, do you think that that, like, how many of these, like, guys who feel like they're near the end but haven't actually retired? I mean, it's really. Rogers and Brady, uh, ben, Roethlisberger said he's gone. Um, that doesn't feel like, I don't think that feels like the end of Brady. Um, could be the end of Rogers. I don't think he had a, he had a really good season. I don't know if he had a lot of fun this year. <laughs> no, and if I was Tim, I would stay like at the end of season. I don't know why he would want to like 
go to like the Broncos or the Steelers as, as good as he would make those teams. Then he has to deal with Mahomes and Allen and Herbert. Like just the NFC just feels weaker. It's just like, I don't know if the Packers would trade him or do it somewhere in the NFC, but he should just stay there. It seems like a lot easier route. Does he have a contract? Does he have to be traded? I, 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 think, yeah, thing, I think so. This is the yeah. thing where I'm like much more familiar. I, I feel like I'm not very familiar with like NFL contracts, how they work. Yeah, I think he would have to be traded for sure. Uh, what do you think, uh, Zach? Is that the is that the last game for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? Um, I'm not sure to be honest. I kind of hope it is to be honest. I want to see him on a new team. It'll just be interesting for the NFL. We'll create a little more parity. I feel like let's say if he goes to the Broncos, for example, and makes them a contender, I feel like that would be pretty exciting. But I'm not sure to be honest. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a nutcase, so. <laughs> yeah, the nutcase yeah. in him really came out over the last six months. It's been quite, it's been quite uh, the heel turn. Gosh, I was saying that I feel like Rodgers before this year had this thing where like there are absolutely people who don't like Aaron Rodgers, but it felt very like sports rivalry. Right. That like, you know, I'm not a fan. I hate the Packers, so I don't like Aaron Rodgers. But if he like retired before this year and then like doesn't out himself as the like the stuff he did this year, and like if it was like yeah, gosh, that Rogers really hated him, but you got to respect mm-hmm. him. And I feel like he's just lost all of that this year. Like there it, will not be that for when he, ret- I mean, maybe the NFL, you know, mm-hmm. people have short memories about celebrities sometimes, but there was the whole thing when his brother was on the bachelor and it came out that like his entire family or like he like distanced himself from his entire family and everyone's wondered like, what the heck, what, why did the Rogers family like this and like cut, cut Aaron out. And now it's like, okay, I, I think it's starting to make sense. <laughs> I think he's Rogers kind of the black sheep. Family. I think it kind of makes sense. Be like, you all right. You good. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah. the dots are starting to connect here. Yeah, uh, I always love. I mean, like again, I don't. Aaron Rodgers can retire or whatever; he can go somewhere else. I always do think it is interesting. I'm a big like. Uh, I, I know some people hate the like uh, trade deadline, like they Photoshop the baseball hat on the play, but I like love seeing, and I just like love getting like the first glimpse of the player mm-hmm. in a different uniform. Um, forget Aaron Rodgers; doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. Who would be like the? I mean, we had a little bit of this recently with Brady going to the Buccaneers, but is there a player right now? in any sport that you would be like, it would be so weird to see them in a different uniform. It's hmm, a good hmm. question. Let's see. Steph Curry to me, it would be weird to see him anywhere else. I think he just, you know, he's yeah. in my head. I always picture him in a Knicks Jersey because of how close oh. they probably uh-huh. almost were to taking him. So in my head, I see it there. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, I don't know who, like I'm sure there's a, who in the NBA Zach would be like the crazy one that would be like, how is he not? It's weird like, though because I think like LeBron is the guy he would like. Right. He's jumped around. So like, is there who's the like? Yeah, there has to be probably there Ste- like- probably Steph Curry and then Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think him seeing yeah. him in anything other than a Bucks jersey would be kind of weird. He resigned with them for like a two hundred million dollar contract or something crazy like that. Right. So yeah, I think it would be very odd to see him in a jersey other than a Bucks uniform. It's just crazy with the NBA because it used to be like you had guys like Kobe and Duncan, like they're like lifers, and now it's like those guys are so few and far between because everyone just changes. I mean, if Durant, like Westbrook, yeah. everyone changes teams like every three years. It's not like the way it used to be. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Is there a base? Is there a Yankee? You can't. You don't want to see it. I mean, but I guess judge, right, you know, seeing, seeing Judge in like a different uniform would would be weird. But it's it's even now it's like it wouldn't be like I don't know anything could be expected at this point. I don't want to put I don't want to put this out in the, the world for you, Brian specifically, but we haven't had a good have we had a good like Red Sox to Yankees or Yankees to Red Sox uh 
recently. Like Jacoby Ellsbury was kind of like the last one I remember where he was like the only guy mm-hmm. to not grow his beard that year. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to lay. <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't think so. They've, they, everyone's always like a reliever that pops up that switches. Uh, they yeah, had Kevin Euclid. Yeah, he said Euclid for one year and that was super weird. That, Adavino, that Adam Adavino, I think is playing. Yeah, Adam Adavino, that's the latest Steve one. But, Pierre, yeah, you know what? but like, he didn't like embrace it. Like he didn't grow out like a big beard. Uh, after he left the Yankees, like he should have. I feel like that's always the move. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> that's our 49ers Green Bay talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, glad to see. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting next weekend to see if uh, I just think there's not a lot of. Ch- I mean, but uh, get the Rams. I don't see. So anyway, the Rams beat the Buccaneers. And gosh, did it feel like the Rams were going to lose? I mean, this is straight out of Friday Night Lights. Like, I think if you script, like, you can't script this. Like, the. Brady comes back from 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl, down 27 to 3 here. Everyone's like, there's no way, right? There's no way. And then the Rams, I think that they just like forgot how to play football. Like they just, <laughs> they just like get bubbling. They didn't know what to do. They, they, they turned off their entire offense. It was the most bizarre thing. And like, this was like the most obvious slow motion train wreck you could see coming. Like everybody was like, okay, how are they going to do it? How are they going to do it? Well, and there was it, also, the, there's like, uh, like, didn't they, didn't both teams fumble back to back? Like, yeah. like the Bucks fumbled, and then it's like the Rams just fumbled. You're like, what is happening? It was it was wild. It was a wild game. Um, yeah, and then it just felt like that. Gosh, like when the Buccaneers, when Tom Brady uh, managed to score however many points, like yeah, he makes the comeback, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just felt like okay, well that's it for the Rams. I think that's they're gone. Um, yeah, that fourth down when Fournette got the touchdown, I was like, okay, I think the Rams are cooked here. But then the Buccaneers, twice they leave Cooper Cup open, which kind of shocked me. In single coverage, too, no less. You'd think they would have two people on him, and then the Stafford is able to march down the field, and the Rams are able to get the field goal and win, which kind of shocked mean, me. I had assumed they had already choked. I mean, the thing about the Rams, they have so many options. Like you have, uh, you have Cup, you have Beckham, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Higby, Jefferson. I mean, they just have so many. Yeah, that they just like you can go. Uh, you can't just like you know keep only covering uh, Cup. Um, There's some really nice plays. I thought Beckham had uh, some of the you know in um, I think uh, near the end of the game had some of the best catches he's had in a while. Some people were saying that it's uh, more in that game he did more than he ever did in Cleveland, uh, which is <laughs> probably true uh, as well. But um, gosh, yeah, it just felt like that was uh, Brady was that was it. He was going to storm back and win, and they were going to go on. But no, the Rams win. Do you? Do you so, what, so you? I think you said you don't think he retires. You, so you don't. You think he comes back uh, again? I don't think so because he said this thing where like he feels like he'll keep playing until he has a bad. Like he, you know, he feels like he has a bad year in it, right? Like that's he'll, he'll come back. Mm. And this just like season does not feel like that ending. Like to 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 storm back in that way does not feel like that's how he ends it. If he ends it, I think it's actually like a pretty good ending. Like, it is uh, a really all, good ending. You yeah. know, uh, the, other than like winning, but then if you win, doesn't he just feel like, well, if I won, right. I win again. Um, so the idea of like almost being able to do it, but then losing and not really by his own, you know, again, it's a field right. goal at the end of the game. Um, defense, you know, they managed to get up the field again. So yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of feels like that would be, you know, be a pretty good way to go out. I just don't know. I kind of found myself rooting for him a little bit. Well, like you know the the way he had like the bloody lip after like the the hit. He was uh, jarring with the ref. It was I don't know. It was kind of fun to see that side of Brady kind of pop out. I kind of find myself rooting for him a little bit. He's just like fun to have in the mix. Especially now he's on the Patriots because like I could I was able to separate my hatred of him and the Patriots. Like the Patriots are still strongly rooted against, but when he went to the Bucks, I didn't like hate him as much. So like he's just a fun person to have 
in the mix in those playoff games because chaos always happens. Like he's always involved in like these yeah. dramatically wild playoff games. Yeah. So him being in there, like I feel like uh, would have been a lot more fun for next week. Um, so like, I, I, I was bummed that they lost. I, I'm I like Stafford a lot. I think that I th- I think that there's some like funness to Matt Stafford that he's not he's like really good and then can be like kind of bad uh, mm-hmm. at times. Like he throws a lot of interceptions and so like it's like kind of fun. Uh, but I, I you're right. I think uh, I think you know if we talked about how Aaron Rodgers sort of like blew his reputation this year, I feel like Brady leaving the Patriots actually like did this thing to people where they're like, oh maybe I don't hate him that much. You know maybe mm-hmm. I don't hate him as much as I thought I did. Yeah, get that Boston stink off you. That's the yeah. move. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah, so I really, yeah, I really thought that, uh, and I, I thought it would be fun if uh, if Brady won, but you know, uh, the Rams also <laughs> score a field goal in the last play of the game mm-hmm. to win the game, uh, and then the last game of the weekend, perhaps the best game of the weekend, uh, this wild Chiefs Bills game. It was wild. It was that's the only word scrap. It's just absolutely wild. Yeah, I mean, this was the game I think everyone was most anticipating coming into the weekend. And then with how dramatic the other three games were, in my head, like, okay, well, we can't have all four be good. So I was like, all right, so this probably is going to be like some weird bus. Like, I don't know, someone's going to get hurt. Or it's going to be a really weird game or whatever. And it's not going to live up to the hype. And then both teams drive down and score touchdown on the opening possession. And I'm like, okay, well, never mind. This is also going to be a classic. So, <laughs> so buckle up. Here we go. Yeah, they both scored like a ton of points the week before. Like Bills had that perfect game. Uh, the Chiefs scored 42 points a week before. So yeah, it kind of felt like it was going to be this high scoring game. But yeah, the first, each of their first drives, uh, they put points on the board. So uh, gosh, it was really fun. But then like, get it, like it was a good game. And then it was like the fourth quarter happened. Like the last few minutes of the game also happened, which is like its own like separate wild thing that happened. How many it was like points a game of Madden? Sco- you don't, it was crazy. It was like a game of Madden. Yeah. How many points were scored in the last two minutes? Was it like 20 plus points? Sorry. 25. It was 25. 25. Yeah. I had to like do the count because I was like, is this the most ever? And then add on another six for overtime. So 31 points in, you know, two minutes plus whatever that took them to drive that in overtime. That's wild. Uh, There's a stat. Like uh, if you look at Patrick Mahomes, like his stats in the last two minutes of the game are like pretty wild too. Um, uh, yeah, just the back and forth of it all at the end of the game. It's just, just like, it really is unbelievable. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a bit of Madden. It's a bit like a movie that would never get made. Like, yep. you know, uh, that they just keep you know scoring on each other. It, yeah, it was so fun. Mahomes had, I saw, this is a painful stat as a Giants fan. Mahomes had more passing yards in the last two minutes of the game than the Giants had in their last two regular season games. So... <laughs> Now that's you know that's where we are as a New York sports. It's fan it's here. the first uh, game in NFL history where both quarterbacks threw for at least three hundred yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and they each had at least fifty rushing yards. That's yeah, awesome. I don't I don't mean to dump on the Giants and Jets here, but I saw oh, please a dump. They, they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw uh-huh. a tweet that was like, I can't believe this is the same sport that the Giants and the Jets play in reference <laughs> to this game, which was so true. <laughs> Yeah, my dad said the same thing. He texted me during the game. He's like, why can't the Giants or Jets play like this? I'm like, they're, they're on a different planet. This is not, this is, you know, not the same sport as what we've been watching. No, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, uh, we should talk about the, like, you know, between the, the, the Mahomes comes out, he has 13 seconds uh, to get a field goal, to get on the board for a field goal. And gosh, I remember the commentators at the end of that quarter just being like, the Bills defense will never forget there being 13 seconds on the board. And, uh, Mahomes has to go 44 yards and they they get a field goal. That was wild. That's 
It didn't even need 13 seconds. They, 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 he did it like in 10 seconds. He, they, the timeout was like with two or three seconds did. left. Did. <laughs> so they didn't even need the full 13. <laughs> Gosh, that's, that's, yeah, that's not great. But I mean, that's just the way the game was. Uh, just offense, offense, offense. Um, should we talk about the OT nature of it all? There was an article that came out today that was talking about how in 2019, um, basically, this, the reverse thing happened to the Chiefs. The Chiefs, uh, I think they were playing Brady, and mm-hmm. um, uh, they never got the ball. And uh, yeah. they lost in, the, in overtime in 2019. And they, the team filed a petition to change the overtime rules so that both teams should get possession of the ball. Um, that worked in their favor uh, today. Not that the Bills absolutely would have scored a touchdown, but like in this wild game, probably. Um, uh, but uh, it does mean that they just score and they get to walk, you know, it's the walk off. Um, I mean, for fairness, yeah, they should probably both get to a chance on offense unless it's a pick. Right. But for the fun of it, you know, I kind of get, you know, the NFL is very much a business. I think they are incredibly happy this weekend with every game ending in the fashion that it did, which was the last play of the game was important. Um, you had to watch it. To, you know, that's what happened. Whereas like last weekend, like someone was saying like, wasn't the Cowboys game last weekend fun? I was like, not for the NFL, not for the executives. They're not going to like sit there and be like, wasn't that really fun when I like, <laughs> you know, a star quarterback, like really messed mm-hmm. up. That's not good for them, but this weekend is very good for them. So I do not see them changing the overtime rules, but what do you, what do you think about the overtime rules? I, I think this is actually is going to be what pushes them to change because I, I, I just feel like if, the way this game played out, like who's not wanting to see Josh Allen get the ball again? And even if the opposite, let's say the Bills win the toast, who doesn't want to see Mahomes get the ball again? And it's just, such a, it's such an easy fix, right? It's just each team gets to touch the ball at least once, even with the touchdown. And then like, then it's sudden death. And it just, it, even just like, I'm fine with this only being like a playoff thing too. Like, like I get it in the regular season, yes. you know, they're playing so an extra game now, you don't want people to get hurt. Like just, you know, the game ends, the game ends, but like when it's the playoffs and your season on the line, like let alone this happening again in the Super Bowl, like, I mean, it did happen to the Super Bowl. The Patriots, you know, overtime yes. won the toss, the score touchdown, and that was it. So, like, do I don't that? know. It's just like eat. Like, I know, I get. I've seen people say like, "Oh, but if you're a defense, you should stop them." But it's like, all right, so let the Chiefs' defense stop them also. Right? People are like, defense is important. It's like, well, the winning yeah. team defense isn't that important in this. Right? Scenario. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The defense is that important. Whereas uh, everyone should play defense. So, yeah. yeah, I just think you know, in in the playoffs, you know, each team gets to touch the ball at least once, uh, no matter what happens. Obviously, with a yeah. turnover, or whatever, but. uh you know, touchdown, touchdown, then sudden death. What do you yeah, think? I don't I don't think the NFL will ever change their rules, to be honest. I think they're kind of steadfast in their ways when it comes to these overtime rules, but I kind of wish they did what Brian did. Brian just said, and um the game played out with like both teams touching the ball and then sudden death. Because imagine if this Bills and Chiefs game had those rules, it would be even more exciting with like Allen getting the ball back, seeing what he would be able to do. Oh, who's that wide receiver that had four touchdowns for them? He could have yeah, got Gabriel like Davis. Gabriel yeah. Davis could have got like a fifth touchdown. Would have been wild. So, yeah, I, I kind of wish they had the rules for this game in particular. But oh well. I mean, from you know, if I put my like I am an NFL executive uh, hat on, I'm not. I'm I'm not. But if I was, and I, I sit there and I think. What is more, is it more fun that Patrick Mahomes just like scored a touch, like they, they scored a touchdown, the Chiefs scored it, and that's the game? Or is it like the alternative here where like, yeah, there is this possibility that obviously Josh Allen scores a touchdown, we're tied again. But there's also this like, Josh Allen throws a ball up and it's like, it, it miss, no catch. And then that's the ending of the game. Like from the like, you know, the like video package, the like way they can talk about the game. Mm-hmm. To me, I just think that they love the idea that like, the game ends on the most exciting play rather than 
you know, the exciting play being this like, you know, a failure of the offense, right? So this is why I think they've kept the rule in place. And why I don't think they'll change it, even though I disagree. I think it's more fair um, if if the Bills get uh, to touch the ball. But we'll see. I, I mean, I, I think the rule is like 24 of the teams have to like agree to the rule change. Um, so I don't you know, that's a lot the, of the only thing giving me hope is like they did. They have changed it in the past. Like at least they, they have. It used to just be you know a field goal wins it, which was atrocious. So you know they have at least changed it in like I think that was a fairly recent change. I don't. Know, I think it was a, within the last ten years that they changed it to that. Um, so that gives me some hope that they are willing to bend a little bit uh, at least in the playoffs. And again, I think they changed it first just for a playoff game and then like expanded right. it to the regular season. So I, I think it's possible that they that they change it. Zach, is the NBA the only team that's figured out uh, correct overtime rules? Baseball uh, just added the, the runner on second base. I think that's gone now. Although I, I, I actually kind of like that. I thought it was actually kind of fun. Amazingly. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's as bad as some people think it is. I would also, yeah. you know, again, this is like the, the, the stupid baseball purity purist in me is just like, right. um, maybe there shouldn't be a runner on second. Like, how to get there? But that's fine. Uh, you know, the NHL has still has their shootout. Uh, is the NBA the only one with like good overtime rules there's not really anything else they can do right i mean they yeah, like it's, slam it's, dunk competition. it's kind of simple it's just like a five minute overtime nothing too hey, slam dunk would be a lot of but fun, they just actually. keep doing it right they just keep going until there's a winner right is it ever a tie zach they yeah just so what forever, they're just right? second and third overtimes is what happens mm-hmm. so they're just it just multiple five minute periods basically but if it's tied so, after three is there then four yep yep there's been like four mm-hmm. overtime games before so yeah. I remember yeah. that uh is like I remember my freshman year I think it was freshman year of college that Syracuse um Big East championship game. I think it went like nine overtimes. I think I don't I think it was Syracuse UConn, I think it was like nine overtimes. It was that was uh that was a ride. I was just uh I, there was uh the the Raphael and the Dahl game at the Australian Open, they had like a really long tiebreaker set and I was looking in like what the longest game it was apparently a game that went like three days. <laughs> like yeah, I remember ended. that. That was John yeah. Isner and so Yeah, the Isner else. game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I yeah, I don't think they're going to change. I would like them to change the NFL rule, but yeah, yeah. Gosh, baseball is really or uh, basketball is the only one that's got it really nailed down. That's the yeah. way to go. Um, all right, that's the uh, that's the weekend, the visual round weekend, perhaps the uh, best weekend in the history of the NFL. Let's make our predictions for next week's uh, matchups. We have the uh, the Bengals will be at the Chiefs uh, on. Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern, and then the 49ers at the Rams at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Let's start with Bengals and Chiefs. Um, what do you got? Uh, I'll say the Chiefs win. I'll say it's a close game, though. I'll say the Chiefs Chiefs win uh, 27-21. Oh, it scores. Okay, Zach, what yeah. do you think? I think the Chiefs also win. I'll be rooting for the Bengals just because the Chiefs have already won it. I want some different team to win. But I'll say the Chiefs win like 30-14. to 14. Yeah, that's a score. That's kind of where I'm thinking that I don't, I would really love it to be a close game, but I just think the Chiefs um, have such a stronger offense um, than the Bengals. So, in the Bengals defense. Yeah, I think, uh, gosh, we all said Chiefs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be, I'll be, uh, let's go for the upset. Let's have the, even though I just <laughs> said there's how I don't think it will happen. Um, but let's say like the Bengals win, like, uh, I don't know, like what, like uh, 30 to 27. That'll be fun. All right. Uh, what about the 49ers at the Rams? I saw someone point out that um, I think it'd be, they said it would be really cool if it was the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl because 
that was kind of how COVID, like that was like the first, that was like the last event before COVID, like really took over that That's Super Bowl. True. So it would be kind of funny if we bring oh, that, that back. Would and be like, fun. Okay, all right, let's let's end COVID with that Super Bowl. That so, would be uh, fun. That's a good so call. I'm, I'm going to say the 49ers pull off the upset for the uh, the COVID trilogy. Okay, um, I like that. Yeah, a low scoring game. I'll say uh, 17 14. What are you yeah, I'm going to go with the Rams. I think this their offense, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is kind of a very average quarterback. I don't know if he'll be able to carry the 49ers past the Rams, even though he's carried them this far. And there's rumors that they might even trade him after this season. I have a friend who's a big 49ers fan was saying that they might just build around Trey Lance. So, But hey, maybe Jimmy G can lead them to the promised land one more time, but I don't see it happening. I think the Rams pull this game out fairly easily, to be honest. Uh, all right. I I I am kind of rooting for the 49ers. I think that this like low scoring uh, upsets is pretty has been pretty fun. Let's do like uh 24-14 uh for the 49ers uh to beat the Rams, uh which would set up a 49ers, you know, if our predictions are at 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl. That would be very fun. All right, we are going to jump into the world of the NBA. Zach, uh we asked you to come on, give us the update. On the world of the NBA, we are, what are we, a little bit past midseason, but we haven't had the all-star break yet or the trade deadline, right? Um, yeah. But uh, gearing up for both of those things. Where are we at in the world of the NBA? Yeah, so a lot of things are happening in the NBA. I feel like COVID has like kind of hit the NBA hard. So a lot of teams have had random other players step up for their teams. Like a lot of familiar faces returned to the NBA. Isaiah Thomas came back for a cup of tea. So did uh, ISO Joe, Joe Johnson came back. So the NBA has been very interesting this year, but one team in particular has been super exciting and nobody expected them to be this good. They are both my biggest surprise and the most exciting team to watch the Memphis Grizzlies. I feel like, Nobody expected them to be this good. Preseason evaluations had them as a middle-of-the-road team, but they've been proving everybody wrong. Led by John Morant, he's just incredible. He's their point guard. He's six foot one. He's like, people are comparing him to Allen Iverson. He's just so good at getting it to the paint. I think he's like third in the league in points in the paint, which is insane for a point guard, and he's just been balling out. And he was injured for 12 games, and yet in those 12 games, they went 10-2 and and set the record for the most lopsided NBA victory in history when they beat the Oklahoma City Thunder by 73 points, I think it was. So even they without the spread, John, they've been rolling. Pardon me, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> did they cover the spread? They cover the spread. <laughs> <laughs> I think they covered the spread like yeah. tenfold. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they've really stepped up. They have players like Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. who have just been balling out. But yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies are one of my two biggest surprises this year. Yeah, I feel like a team sort of has to be. Uh, I think it's good if they're in the surprise category because I'm looking at their roster. I just like basically don't know anybody, <laughs> uh, which maybe says more about me than anything else, which is totally fair. But yeah, I'm like, gosh, I don't nothing even like kind of recognizable here. But that's fun. Uh, I've been to Memphis. Uh, I, I really love the city. So yeah, and yeah, formerly the Vancouver Grizzlies. So. Yep, formerly the Vancouver Grizzlies, and they've been doing well. And then my other biggest surprise in the Eastern Conference is the Cleveland Cavaliers. This team was ranked like 27th in the preseason by ESPN, and they're currently fifth in the Eastern Conference, only two games back of first place. And like they do something cool. While the NBA skews towards smaller lineups, they run a seven-footer as a small forward in a Lori marketing. So they just play like huge ball rather than like small ball lineups that the Warriors 
in the Bulls run with shorter players. So they just run three seven-footers out there, and they're doing really well. They got point guard Darius Garland has just been balling out, as well as uh, Evan Nobody's Wolves. tried that before? Just send all your tall people on the court at once? No, nobody's ever tried it. Apparently, Philadelphia hmm. had the intention of drafting multiple seven-footers to run like five seven-footers as a lineup, but no team has really tried it and had the success that the Cavaliers are doing. So, Kevin Love is still in Cleveland, yeah? Yes, he is. He's a rotational piece, and he's been playing well in like okay. a limited role. Okay. Uh, fun. Yeah, see, this is why like outdated. <laughs> but Kevin Love, <laughs> how about that guy? Huh? Yeah, uh, but they, they, they have the rookie of the year probably in Evan Mobley. He's a seven-foot power forward, and he's just really good on defense, very polished offensively. He basically plays like a veteran. And, yeah, they're my biggest surprise because I don't think anybody had them even making the playoffs, and they're the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference currently. So you need to talk a little bit about the playoffs. Uh, was it starting last year? When did they start the play-in round? When did they start that? They started it two years ago. I think they started it in the bubble. I have some notes on the playing tournament. I don't like it really. I think they should have just stuck with how it was where basically they have seeding one through eight and then the top eight seeds in each conference make the playoffs. But so for years they had that system, but the executives in charge decided to make some changes. So basically the playing tournament, the seventh and eighth seeds play each other. And then whoever wins that game becomes the seventh seed. And the loser of that game, plays the winner of whoever wins between the ninth and the 10th seeds. So the 10th seed can potentially make the playoffs as the eighth seed. If they beat the loser of the seventh and the eighth seed games in a one-off game at the end of the season. I love when the organization, you know what, let's, let's really make this simple seven and eight play. And then the loser that plays again, and then they play another one. (laughs) That's too much. That's too much. I hate it. It's way too complicated. I think they just did it because they thought they got a big ratings bump from it is my guess. But well, it's more, you know, there's every league kind of is like, how can we make have more playoff games? They make us a lot of money. And then, uh, you know, uh, gosh, and then, you know, it's this attempt perhaps to, you know, have more teams in contention so that there's less teams who are tanking. Um, So I get it. This one feels pretty messy. Uh, LeBron hated it, right? Wasn't that the thing you came out and said he yeah. hated it? Yeah, LeBron's not a fan. I'm not a fan. It's not fun to be I honest. Guess I guess LeBron's never going to have to play in a play play in game. No, like, he yeah, might I'm not have really to play. worried about whether they play more games. <laughs> it's like he's no, just like, LeBron might yeah. have to play in it this year, actually, because <gasps> really? the Lakers are currently the eighth seed, and they are my biggest disappointment this oh, year. The Los segue. Angeles Lakers that we definitely planned. Uh, the Lakers, yeah, not doing well. What's no, happening? the Lakers what's, have been terrible. On? They traded for Russell Westbrook or they signed him. And he, the Russell Westbrook experiment has failed miserably. And now they find themselves as the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Anthony Davis has been out four to six weeks. I think he's returning this Tuesday. And even when he was playing, he was playing quite horribly, shooting career lows from the field. LeBron is LeBron, though. He's an ageless human who is still producing at an MVP level, but even he can't carry this group of like lazy veterans in Westbrook. <laughs> this team sucks. They'll probably like, they might, they might make the sixth seed. LeBron uh-huh. might be able to carry them like to the sixth seed, but as of now, they're currently need, in the play in tournament. He needs to be in the sixth seed to not be in the play in tournament, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Come on, LeBron. Uh, but he'll just play in it. And then if he loses, he'll just say it's a bad system, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. When's, when's he going back to Cleveland? When's he go? When's the yeah. uh, SI when's the cover story coming home, coming again? 
Honestly, he, it would be a better spot for him than the Lakers currently. <laughs> Cleveland has a better supporting cast at the moment. So if he did go back to Cleveland, it would make sense. They could draft his son as an incentive for him to play. His son's going to be eligible to be drafted in, I think, two years. So That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron and his son playing together? That would be wild. Yeah, a little brawny James Jr. might wow. be playing with his dad. We'll see. Wow. Uh, all right. Lakers. Uh, yeah. Not exactly doing well this year. Uh, who else you got? So I have uh, four contenders. I have, okay. I have two in each conference. So these are the teams that I just personally think have the strongest chances of winning the championships. I know some listeners championship. I know some listeners may disagree, but these I are the really hope teams. you cater to both Brian. And I have, you have the Raptors and the Knicks on this list. I'm sure <laughs> otherwise that they're, otherwise I'm, this list is very invalid. Yeah. I'm sure so, that they're on there. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have the Raptors in the oh, mix man. listed here. What do you mean, Sadly, the ninth and eleven both... seed in the Eastern Conference? <laughs> the Knicks, in particular, they could be listed as my biggest disappointment. Last yeah. year, I think they were the fourth seed in the Eastern yeah. Conference, mm-hmm. and this year they're just not playing well. Julius I've... Randall has regressed a little bit. So I've heard the t- the idea uh, for Big Brother: you're supposed to sleep the first half of the season, and then you wake up and get going. <laughs> could the Knicks or the Raptors? Could one of them? Have they just been? Carefully sleeping. The first Maybe Julius Randle is going to be on Celebrity Big Brother. Maybe that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Oh, um, so no. Okay, who are your contenders then, Zach? Okay, so my contenders. We'll start with the Eastern Conference since we're talking about the Raps and the Knicks. We'll yeah. go with the Bucks. Now the Bucks they won the championship last year, led by former MVP, the Greek Freak, with one of the most beautiful names in basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo. The defending champions. They've just been solid the whole season. I think they're currently fourth in the Eastern Conference, but uh-huh. they're only a couple of games back of first place. Giannis is just one of the most athletic players to like ever plays, like the most dominant physical force since like LeBron or Shaq. I think and they're only a game he- back. I think they're they are 30 and 19, whereas the Heat are 30 and 17. So they're actually only like a actually game back. Oh, exactly. There you go. Yeah, so, so they're only a game back of first place. And yeah. yeah, they haven't even had their starting center, Brooke Lopez, for a large chunk of the season. But Milwaukee fan favorite Bobby Portis has stepped up and played center admirably in his absence. And uh, yeah, with Giannis anchoring the defense and like beasting on offense, the Bucks they're going to be a contender for like years to come. Probably right. they'll always be in the mix. Gosh, there was so much like Giannis to Toronto rumors, and he just was like, "No, nah, I'm just going to stay here forever," which is I I, I quite like, but you know, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing with Toronto; they just need a superstar. If they had, if like Kawhi Leonard was still that's on it. this that's team, they'd be just a contender. That. Just that. Yep. They just need. Yeah, I know. I know it's easier <laughs> said than done, but they need like a consistent first option. Like Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet are not like they're not first options on a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, is there two and? Is there two of them on the team? Uh, I, can't, I, yes, I still yeah. can't pronounce it. <laughs> it's all good. Yes, there's another. His brother plays on the team as well. The Nassis Antetokounmpo. I did not know that. Has he played there for a long time? No, he, they just signed him a couple of years ago, I think. Oh, that's incredible. He's, like, he's kind of a bench player. He doesn't play too much, but it's yeah, good morale to, for Giannis to have his brother on the team. So I'm sure Milwaukee like acquiesced a little bit and was like, okay, we'll sign your brother. That's well, just in case they lose his jersey. They can just, you know, get his brother's jersey. <laughs> that one. They wear 34 and 43. That's incredible. There you you just swap the numbers. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who else? 
And my other contender is the Brooklyn Nets. Now, oh. even though they're missing KD for four to six weeks, Kevin Durant, their superstar, due to an MCL sprain, I think having James Harden, their other superstar, he'll be able to carry this team and keep them afloat. And they just have such a hyper-offensive team. Like, they just have firepower out the wazoo, especially with Kyrie recently, polarizing figure in the NBA, Kyrie Irving with his mm-hmm. anti-vax stance, being allowed to play in road games. Games only. So he can't play at home in the city of in the state of New York due to New York's vaccine regulations, but he can play on the road for some reason. So they've had him back and he's been playing well. So they have Blake yeah, Griffin too. Nets. Yeah, they have Blake Griffin. He doesn't play too much anymore, sadly. He's just on the bench. But That's once cool. upon a time, Blake Is he still doing uh, Kia commercials? Is, no, is he, he doesn't do Kia commercials no anymore. I think they've moved on to like feature face. He keeps trying to do Kia commercials. Like we don't need that. We don't, right. yeah, <laughs> but he keeps like doing them, performing them. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, the Bucks and the Nets, uh, the contenders. You see the Heat and the Bulls. You don't because yeah, they're, they're there. I think they're the right? Heat are like my honorable mention team. They've been very interesting. They've had a lot of injuries, to, especially to their stars, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, their two best players. And yet, like they have a bunch of unknown players who have been stepping up for them, like Turkish center Omer Yurtseven and Max Ruth have just we, stepped up. You don't need Yurnis Spritzev. You don't need to tell us twice. We know Yurnis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to tell you guys about the, big uh, the listeners know you're in a start step. So <laughs> uh, I yeah, would be very excited for uh, for uh, Kyle Lowry uh, to get uh, a ring. I mean, he got a ring in Toronto, but to get another one in Miami. Uh, as I was just saying before, sometimes you're you know you start to like kind of root for these teams because your favorite players go somewhere else. So I'd be very happy for Kyle Lowry uh, if the Heat pulled it out this year. Yeah, and the, and the thing with the Heat is that if they stay the number one seed, then they could get lucky because then the Bucks and the Nets would have to play each other in the second round, just like last year. So if that happens, then the Heat would have an easier path to the finals. So I could definitely the Heat are like my fifth contender in my rankings. Basically, they're up there. But my other two are in the Western Conference. I got the Sun and the Warriors. So the, Fe- the Phoenix Suns, they're just a juggernaut on both sides of the ball. They're poised to prove that their NBA Finals appearance last year was not a fluke. They're a top five offense and defense, which is pretty wild. Led by future Hall of Famer Chris Paul and star Devin Booker, this team's just been like shining like a diamond throughout the regular season. The only question that remains is can their star player Chris Paul stay healthy? He's had a couple of injuries in the past playoffs. Most recently, he injured his shoulder last year in the playoffs. And who knows if he was healthy, maybe they could have knocked off the champion bucks but um yeah the phoenix suns they are balling out they're currently first in the whole league in the western conference they're just on another level right now that's fine again i don't need to keep showing my canadianness but uh, phoenix suns uh, uh, steve nash played for the phoenix suns at one point in his career i believe so yes he uh, did a fan of the phoenix suns of sorts so uh, it's fun to see them uh good devin booker's fun yeah devin booker is a lot of fun i agree now here's the big the big puzzle piece here is why do you have the Golden State Warriors as content? How could they possibly be contenders? <laughs> well, what's crazy about the Golden State Warriors is that they have the best defense in the league, even without Clay Thompson, which is very impressive. Well, he's honestly. back. 
He's back. Who's back. Yeah. But they've had some ups and downs. They, I think they're five and four since Clay has returned. And mm. he has not been playing that well. He's shooting like 40% from the field or something like that, which is below average for an yeah. NBA player. And he, I don't even, I think hot take, I don't even think Clay Thompson should be starting. I think they were better mm. off with Jordan Poole starting. They had a much better defense and offense when with Jordan Poole. But Golden State, they're always a contender. I mean, Draymond Green has emerged as a front runner for defensive player of the year as the defensive anchor for this team. And then they have Steph Curry, who is the greatest shooter basketball has ever seen. So having Steph Curry on your team kind of automatically makes you a contender in a way. Uh, I thought the Clay Thompson return moment was really cool. Uh, who was it? That, uh, somebody, uh, was it Draymond wanted to, he's injured, but he came he, yes, he yes, it was on, Draymond. He, he did the tip, and then he subbed off because he. I think a sports betting controversy when that happened too, because there was uh, reports that he was going to do that, so people flooded to bet all of his unders. Because normally, if you're, if you're ruled out, like the, oh, your player over unders don't count, <gasps> but because he played, and there was reports of him doing that, everyone was able to like bet his under for points and rebounds and everything, and it all cashed, so they had to pay it out, and then they voided anyone who just happened to not know what was going on and bet the over, so that they voided it. Um, just oh. to, you know, to be a good sport, but they paid out all the under bets. I, you should have told, did you know? Did you, I didn't did know that. Know? I, I, I need that uh, better sources on this one. I didn't, I didn't get a <laughs> tip off on that one until after the fact. Yeah. yeah only only Draymond got the tip off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, how's, how's Andrew Wiggins doing uh, in Golden State? Is he He's doing quite on? well. He's yeah. doing well. Uh, yeah. Maple Jordan, as they fondly call him. Oh, I haven't heard that one. I like that. Uh, all right, that's uh, your contenders. Uh, some surprises. Anything else about the NBA we should know? Um, there's some other teams. I mean, there's like Utah, Chicago, Philadelphia, and Dallas could all win a playoff series. I think that my two favorite players in the regular season have been Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. While their teams have failed them, those two players are probably the two most exciting big men in basketball and like players in basketball right now. Both of them put up like gaudy stat lines almost every game. We did get a request. It was, uh, I said, uh, you both are coming on. This is what we're talking about. Anything that you want us to talk about. And somebody just wrote Joel Embiid. Just talk about Joel Embiid. Yeah, so, I mean, Joel Embiid is just a yeah. beast. Like, he's on another level. He's, I love big men in basketball. Hakeem Olajuwon was my favorite player, even though I never got to grow up and watch him play. And just the way Joel Embiid, he can shoot. He's got moves in the post. He can just do it all on offense and defense. So he's such a standout player. It's too bad Ben Simmons is having these contract issues and isn't playing. Hopefully they can trade him and get another star for Joel Embiid. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Tell me about this. So the, I, I love, some of my favorite sports stuff is the really like mechanical stuff. I love trade deadlines. Uh, mm-hmm. What what's coming in the trade deadline? Is it like is Ben is Ben Simmons? Is that the biggest name who will be traded? Trade deadline. Yeah, that's the biggest name. But the uh, Philadelphia is asking for a lot for him, and he might not be traded by the end of this right. year. So if he's not traded, he plans on sitting out the whole year and just oh. waiting out. Yeah, and signing with another team or something like that. So. Wow, what a good sport! <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, what is the history of sports has it ever worked out for the player to sit that entire year? <laughs> I feel like that like how many more examples do we need that this is just a horrific decision to do? <laughs> And especially because he's the one who failed them in the playoffs too. Like there was a possession last year where he had a wide open dunk and then he passed it off to his teammate who missed a layup. And he was the kind of the player who choked and now he's just sitting out. So I'm not, I love Ben Simmons as a player or I used to, but now I'm not really a fan. Um, I mean, since I was drafted in the NBA, I've sat out every year. 
all right that's the I'm, NBA. Out, I'm gonna tell ali i'm sitting out all next challenge season pulling out for a better contract yeah. <laughs> back i wanted to be traded stronger. to uh what's what podcast do we trade you to? trade me to oh. the bachelor podcast trade wow. you there brian we have invented the off you know the sports wrap up off season where we make podcast deals uh this oh, is man. gonna be very fun uh what trades should we make uh no, we won't do that. It feels like maybe it could hurt some feelings. And don't put that on uh, our HTTP out of context, please, Twitter. Don't make yeah. Ali mad at me for saying that. <laughs> uh, all right. That's our NBA update. Thank you so much, Zach. That was very fun. But no I have a game. I have a game for us. We're going to do... Um, this is a classic from the B&B, so I blatantly stole it. We're going to play the anagram game. So I have uh, come up with some uh, anagrams. I've typed some of uh, either a team name an MBA term or player into the anagram filter um, and saw what it spun out. And I'm going to tell you the anagram. You have to guess who it is. Um, I think as we've been doing on the sports wrap up, you two can play as a team. Um, so the two of you will work together. Um, would you like to know what category the word comes from player team uh, terminology, or do you want hard mode where it could be any of those? You want to start on hard mode and you then like, hard you mode? get a hint. If we're struggling. Okay. Sure. Let's do it up. Okay. Uh, so, let, okay. The first one, uh, who, what, what anagram spit out cherry spurt? And I'll spell that for you. Myself. Cherry. Yeah, I need to have Cherry, C-H-E-R-R-Y. And then spurt, S-P-U-R-T. Cherry spurt. Cherry spurt. I'm I'm stumped already. <laughs> I know it's a stupid question. Remind me how anagrams work. Does that mean it's it's going to be a two word thing? It doesn't have it to be a two word. It could be anything. It could be anything. Okay. I could tell you that if you wanted. I don't know about you, Brian, but I think I'm going to need the hint yeah, already. I think you know what? I, I really, okay. uh, you know, I, okay. I can't two, check. I couldn't a catch. Two yeah. word clue. Uh, so either two word team name, two word terminology, two whatever. And it's, but it is a player, a two word player. That doesn't have, if it's a player, yeah, it's two words. Is it uh, Steph Curry? It is Steph Curry. Oh, I wish I had a bell. I should get a Rob style bell. Yeah, Steph Curry can spit out Cherry Spurt, which I very much like. (laughs) Uh, This is, this one you get to get. Uh, Ban. Ban? Ban. B A N. NBA? Yes. NBA. <laughs> okay. There's only so many. Okay. So there's only so many things it could be. <laughs> who's who's a, 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 a mobile Jedi? Jedi, I guess, is what I meant to say. Mobile. Star Wars fan. The Star Wars sports fans crossover. Yeah. Very mad. So J E T I. It's a D I. Mobile and then J E D I. Yeah. Yeah. The Star Wars people are going to come from. Yeah. Now. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> mobile jedi yeah well, i think we should take the hint yeah yes i it's agree a player. Let's take the hint. it's a player player give you more more hints whoever mobile is keeping I score at home jedi. i'll say the more hints i give you the oh i think i got it yeah is it the the person that you were just asked about is it joel Embiid? it is joel Embiid. yeah he's a mobile jedi <laughs> or a jetty if you're not a star wars <laughs> Uh, I'm just bad at anagrams. I don't know what it is. Usually word games are my thing. Like I play the yeah. wordle. I don't update my scores on Twitter, but I do play it. This but one, yeah. this one, uh, you should get this. Yeah, about wordle. Like, does everyone yeah. forget that this was like, this is lingo, lingo. right? Like the everyone knows lingo. this is lingo, right? Only, this has been around forever. Only if you love the game show network, like me yeah. and Brian. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gosh, we, yeah, this is great. We've learned, we've had so much more in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, so was that Chuck Woolery, right? Yeah, Chuck Woolery. The- <laughs> um, how about this one? This one, you're going to get it. I loved it too much to not include it, even though I think it's too obvious. Which uh, Knickers wonky? I guess you could say wonky Knickers as well. I mean, is it just New York Knicks? It's New York Knicks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it too much. Uh, no. Okay, I uh, mouth PJs. Ooh, it's the it's mouth a terminology, PJs. so it's not a player. That's so PJAS or like P E P. Mouths. Oh, mouths actually. Uh, no, mouth PJs, and then PJS. Yeah, PJs. Oh, PJS. Yeah, the acronym for pajamas. It's a terminology uh, word. Uh, It's something you could do in a game. You could jump shot. Yeah, you could take a jump shot. Yeah, mouth. There we go. Uh, All right, let's do a couple more. I like this one. Slob tectonics. Slob tectonics. Yeah. slob tectonics all right so we have just a large slob causing earthquakes <laughs> it's a team it's a That's team, a team. All yep, right. it's a team who are the slob tectonics when i get my expansion team we're going to be the slob tectonics <laughs> It can go up against the Wiggler Wombats. Yeah, that's right. The one in the wonky niggers. <laughs> <laughs> Stop tectonics. All right. You want the uh they are in the Eastern Conference. Oh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, it's yeah. the Boston Celtics. Uh let's uh who's uh acid unlock? <laughs> acid unlock. Yeah. It's a player. Hmm. Acid unlock. Man, I feel like I should know all of these. I'm really stumped on my basketball knowledge. This one I'm not seeing. Let's see. Acid unlock. Acid, Acid unlock. unlock. Player. Um. This one's kind of tricky because he does have some like uh, you know, things on the top of the letters of the name. So, um, do you know what, I, what the name of that? Oh, is? those like uh, not at, yeah, those uh, yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. Oh, I know this. Luka Doncic. That's right. Luka Doncic. All right. I'll give you one more. Um, Which team are the scalloping sleepers? Scalloping sleepers. Scalloping sleepers. Their team, they are in the, on the West coast in the Western conference. It's not, it's not San Antonio because it doesn't have that doesn't have any L's. There's a team in the same city as them. That's pretty. The, the Los Angeles clue. Clippers. It's the LA Clippers. Yeah, they're the scalloping sleepers. You did it. You did nice. pretty well. You did pretty good. That was fun. Good that job. There we go. All right, that's our that's our game. You win. We didn't keep score. If someone's keeping score at home, I don't know. Uh, write that down. We'll ask for it later. Let's move on. Let's do uh, some quick hits around uh, the rest of the sports world stuff. We're not going to spend a ton of time on. Um, uh, this is my favorite story from the week. Did we all hear about Odell Beckham Jr. salary uh, struggles? Uh, so Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, apparently chose to get paid in Bitcoin. I am not a tax expert, but it sounds like what basically is that because he get he has to pay tax on the salary he got when he got 
paid, but because the price of Bitcoin, the worth of it has gone down, uh, he has to pay tax on money that is now worth less money. So he's going to like, he basically has only made like $36,000. It is a lot of money, just not a lot of money for a, for a professional athlete. Um, sounds like he made a giant mistake. <laughs> Got a hodl. Hodl that Bitcoin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think if you're thinking about getting paid in Bitcoin, just be cautious. Yeah. Maybe yeah, take a percentage. Maybe not, maybe not all. No, yeah. no, no. Maybe like 10% in Bitcoin. Yeah, I think he made a grave mistake here. There was an NBA player a couple of years ago who took his whole salary in Bitcoin. I think it was is Spencer still, Dinwiddie. Is he still in the league? Yeah, he's still in the okay. league. Well, All we right. did it a couple of years ago that he's in much better shape. Than, That's true. Uh, yes. Yes. Oh, no. yes, exactly. If you get it on the rise, it's much yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, he, he's doing fine, I think, yeah. with his Bitcoin. But poor Odell, sadly, making only 36000 Wow. That's shocking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that that story came out. Uh, 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 baseball fan Brian uh, Zach said mm-hmm. to dabble in baseball a little bit. The Hall of Fame results uh, will will be announced tomorrow. Um, obviously, the big question: it's the last year for a lot of these uh, guys who uh, have made strong cases on the field and perhaps not super strong cases off the field. I guess also on the field, there's a case where they shouldn't be in. Uh, a lot of our PED uh, users. Um, I don't know. I'm a bit of an, uh, you know, I think that there are probably, there are people in the Hall of Fame who have cheated uh, and uh, who are worse people uh, yeah. than folks in the, in the, in the Hall of Fame uh, and are uh, on the ballot. And so this is a tough one because it sounds like <laughs> that guy cheated. I think he should still get in. Uh, but I just feel like the line is so murky that we're redrawing the line now. Uh, yeah. It just feels weird to me. Yeah. I mean, by all accounts, Ty Cobb is one of the, like, the worst humans yeah. like to ever play professional sports, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. uh, I've always been a proponent to put these guys in. And also, like, they're sort of in the Hall of Fame. Like, I know like they don't have a plaque and they don't have a day. But if you go to the Hall of Fame, like all of their stuff is there. Like Barry Bond, like his bat, his ball, there's pictures of him, there's videos of him in like the gallery and stuff celebrating him. So like, they're all there. Just put the plaque there. I don't know. It's, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Just let's put them in. Put the little asterisk or a note on his plaque, like may have taken performance yeah. drugs or don't. I, like they, they, Bonds and Clemens are two of like the greatest people that have ever played baseball, and they're not in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. Yeah. What do you think, Zach? I agree with both you guys. I think let him in. I think there's probably steroid cheats who are in the Hall Definitely. of Fame too. So I think just let him in. I don't. I don't think there's anything else you should be doing here. Just let them all in. There's a, an interesting case here where like Alex Rodriguez is like he uh, I think last year was it his first year I can't remember he's pulling around like forty percent. Uh, yeah, this is like, his first year. This is his first year, so he's pulling around forty percent. He's pretty strong. Um, that he definitely won't get in. Um, but you know, but he is in the era where like he did get suspended for using PEDs, right. so like people feel like he's like got caught and like you know uh scott roland is somebody who could have a chance todd helton uh you know uh, is somebody i think um yeah but i think the big question is like bonds clemens Schilling, um as people yeah. who like Schilling should be in like yeah he's like a you know probably yeah, a horrible sucks, person but, but yeah. like <laughs> it's you know it's the baseball hall of fame it's not the hall of fame of good people and role models so i don't know Kurt Schilling, he's the one who had the bloody sock game right yeah was, uh, we don't talk about that though, Zach. <laughs> sorry brian <laughs> uh dave ortiz is he he's also uh up am i am i remembering that correctly yeah. uh looks like he could he probably get in 
Uh, and it's kind of ridiculous because people just voting for him because they like it, but he's in the same boat that he's like Bob, the like Clemens, boat. and Aira. Like they're they're all in the same steroid boat. So has David Ortiz been caught using steroids? Because I have a Red Sox fan friend who I always joke about it. I'm like, oh, you know, David Ortiz is on steroids, right? He always gets pissed at me when I bring so, it up. So he his name got leaked as part of uh, I think in like 2003 as a thing mm-hmm. as like he's definitely a guy doing it, but he never failed the test uh, when they started testing. Um, so yeah, he failed. Yeah. They did like a whole like a quote unquote anonymous testing, and they said, "Don't worry, these names will never come out." And supposedly he failed that one. But right. Like you said, Grace, like never an official official test. But we all know Bonds and Clemens have failed the test either. Yeah. Right, very true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. It. You know, I think probably the most likely thing is that David Ortiz gets in and nobody else gets in. I think it's probably. Yeah, I think Schilling will get in. I think he was pretty close. Last time, I think he got almost seventy percent last time. I think uh, so. I, I think Schilling will get in, and um, I think this is his last time too. I think he'll get it. What do you think? In. Do you think the is it working? This like I I love the like percentages thing of like this, but it just feels like gosh, just I mean, people can have their own opinions. But some of the ballots are just so bad. And these people who have yeah. publicly. Well, some of the rules ballots. are stupid. Like that, you can only like you can vote for a maximum of ten people, which I never understand. Like if there just so happens to be eleven people that you feel are in the Hall of Fame, like you yeah. should be able to vote for as many people as you want. Um, people that vote for no one, I hate those people. Um, the no one, or like what's even more for is when they're just like, I'm only voting for Omar Vizquel. <laughs> right, get out of here. People, or the people, there's people who vote for Bonds and not Clemens, and Clemens and not Bonds. It's yeah, like I feel like you need to pick a side there. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, anyway, interesting stuff. That will all come out tomorrow. So you know, obviously, we are predicting, and you you might already know uh, what happened. Um, shout out to all the Edmonton Oilers fans uh, who saw their team finally win a game for a very long streak of not winning a game. Um, so exciting for them. Um, the Australian Open has been uh, happening and they're uh, as we speak tonight on Monday night uh, in the quarterfinals again, uh, two I'm very excited. There are two Canadians in the men quarterfinals. Um, they have very tough matchups. Um, both of these guys, uh, one of them is playing the number two seed uh, Medvedev and the other one is playing Rafael Nadal. We did look kind of beatable the other day. Uh, he did end up winning um, his matchup, but uh, yeah, Chapo and uh, gosh, and the, the other guy's name. Uh, do you know it, Zach? The other guy's name. I think it's Ogier Al Yassim. That's right. Yes. Uh, so that'll be fun. Just to, uh, I mean, over on the women's side, um, uh, Barty, uh, the Australian number one seed, uh, remains in the tournament. So that, you know, uh, kind of rooting for that feels like the most fun story. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, finals, I believe, wrap up in about a, a week's time. Um, so probably next week we'll have more on the Australian Open. The other of you tennis fans? I dabble in it a little bit. I have a friend who's Serbian who loves tennis. So then I'll always watch, like, I used to watch the Djokovic games with him. Not anymore. So, uh, but besides yeah, I wait that, for Twitter my- to alert me when there's a great match going on, and then I uh, flip to it and put it on. Yeah, that's true. Usually, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I think that's it for, for this week. I think that's where we'll leave it. Uh, thank you both for coming on. Uh, Brian, where can people find you and what are you up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cohen, Brian underscore. Um, you can normally find me on the challenge podcast, but like I said, I'm taking I'm <laughs> sitting, the season out, out for yeah. contract uh, negotiations, uh-huh. uh, but uh, challenge all stars season three should be coming 
soonish. I guess they haven't really announced the date yet, but uh, Ali and I will cover that They're as well as whatever. pumping these things out. It feels yeah, like. it's nonstop. It's it's a this is it's a full time kick. This is like gosh, I I always I empathize with the drag race uh, uh, podcasters because it feels like they'd never have an off season, but you're getting pretty close. Yeah, Alley. yeah. This all started ended like two weeks ago now, and I, so that's we're on extended break <laughs> <laughs> right now with no challenge uh, going on right now. Uh, but yeah, you can normally catch Ali and I covering a uh, challenge all stars and challenge proper. Amazing, Zach. Where can people find you, and what are you up to? People can find me on Twitter at ZachMuhammad32. I'm not currently up to too much, but I recently, about three weeks ago, finished up Ang in there, yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender rewash podcast with Jacob Redman on post-show recaps. That was a lot of fun to go through. It took us like a year and a half, and we finished the whole series. So, yeah, that's where you can find me if you just want to re-listen to some of my older podcasts. Amazing. I've never done the, uh, you know, the Avatar dive-in, but um, people really like it. People love it. People love it. I mean, you podcast about the whole thing. Obviously, people love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm on Twitter at Hi from Grace, uh, doing a lot of stuff over on post show recaps, including Euphoria recaps with Amon, um, as well as uh, we just did some Yellow Jackets coverage. We watched that. Um, Landscapers, an HBO show. Uh, we There's four episodes of that. Sarah Carradine and I. Uh, did that. Uh, we are starting coverage of Raised by Wolves. Um, Josh Wiggler, myself, and a special guest yet to be announced uh, are going to dive through all of season one, which aired in 2020 at some point. And now uh, season two uh, comes out on the little HBO Max show. It's very weird. Uh, it's very odd and strange, but it's very good. Uh, sci-fi e-show. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Uh, but uh, is you know, I feel like Euphoria is a show I should be watching, right? I see a lot of buzz about it. Is it is it good? So I, I struggle with this a lot with the idea that like, so it's very good. It's pretty dark. And it's also mm-hmm. like t- you watch the OC. So yeah, I do, I'm so sorry. it's like a high school. It's, coming it's like, like, it's like it's right at my alley. It's like elevated dark. The OC okay. kind of, you know, like they're doing a lot of drugs. It's, everybody's sleeping with each other, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good. It's very good. I mean, it's Zendaya. Very good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's worth watching. Why don't I check it out with uh, you know a rotating panel of guests each week? So come check that out. Um, that's it. Uh, as last week, we established uh, the end of the podcast. Uh, we just like to say the podcast is over. <laughs>